Tishabav is a most unique day on our calendar, to say the least. Besides for being a fast day, besides for being a sad day, which is certainly true, but the identity of Tishabav as a day on our calendar is quite enigmatic. Because on the one hand, Tishabav is a Tainus, it's a fast day. We do happen to have other fast days on the Jewish calendar. But for some reason, Tishabav is different. Additionally, Tishabav is a day of Avelus, it's a day of mourning. But let's be honest, this Avelus is different from any Avelus that most people face when, for example, they lose a relative. Because normally when we have Avelus, we're not fasting. So why is this fast day different from other fast days? I had to borrow the question from the Haggadah. And why is this Avelus different from other forms of Avelus? So the two questions really answer each other. Tishabav happens to have a unique dual identity of both a Tainus and a day of Avelus. And the question is why that is. Because when you think about Avelus, normally... When it comes to Avelis, there's a week of Shiva. After that, there's a Shloshim. And then, of course, you have the year, the following year. But then after that, annually, right, on every anniversary of the original trigger for that Avelis, someone passed away. So usually, on the anniversary, you have something called a yard site. Some people maybe have the minhag of fasting. But... We don't have it, you know, may 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 ikar hadin, right? That's not really what the day is about. The day is not really about the fast day. We don't have periods of extended mourning over the avelus. In fact, there's a concept of mourning too much. The Gemara Noid Katan discusses this at length. That there's a point at which you must stop certain levels of mourning. And yet, when it comes to Tishabav, it continues, and. We have the same intense form of Avelos every single yard site, as it were, for the Beis HaMikdash, whatever that means. But we continue, and we have a Tainus every single year. And why is that? So let's go back to the other question. Why is this fast different from other fasts? So this fast is infused with the Avelos. But the nature of the fast generally speaking, is similar to other fasts that we have on our calendar. Asar Bateves, Shiva Asar Batamas. These are tinios of peronios, of negative events, misfortune, that took place in history. But as the Rambam tells us when it comes to tinios, really every tinus is a day of reflection. It's not just peronios once happened, but the days... Rahman al-Latsan are misugal. They, they, they are auspicious, as it were, for negative, for, for unfortunate events to take place, which means that we continue to have to be careful on these days, that there is still peronios looming on these days. It's not just a day of mourning, it's not just a day of sadness, but it's a day that is continuously misugal until we are finally out of whatever rut this is, this day is still misugal for Peronius. So it's not just a yard site. It's not just a day where something bad once happened, and therefore we mourn, and we mourned once upon a time. 
but we mourn today. It's not over, in other words. We're not out of it yet. And this might explain a phenomenon that we find in the Psukim, explicit in Eicha, where we say, we say that she shall surely cry on that night, the tear still on her cheek, because from all of her beloved ones, there is no menachem. Normally, when it comes to Avelos, there is a grace period of nichum avelim. There's a relief. There's a nichama. But for this one, we don't have a menachem. There is no nichama. There's no one to provide the comfort. Why is there no nichama? Why can't there be nichama? There's nichama after someone loses a relative, Rahman al-Islan, a karo of lo'aleinu. There's a, there's a period of nichum avelim. Why not here? Why in menachem? So normally, when you have a nichum, the nichum is able to take place when there's actual room for closure. But we know from the Torah, actually, from Bereshus Paraglamid Zion, that Yaakov Avinu was in a state of perpetual mourning, where Vayimayim lehisnachim. He refused to be comforted, despite all those of his family trying to comfort him, but he could not achieve, he could not derive Nechama because whether or not he realized it, his son Yosef, Yosef Atzadik, whom he thought was dead, he was not. Because he was still alive, the Avelis could not end. The Nechama could not take place. The Peronius, as it were, were still going on. So in our case, on Tishabov, what really is our Avelis about? Who who died? And who is the one mourning? Right? Who who's the mace in this case? Who's the who's the dead? And who is the Avel? So let's let's think about this for a second. Because right, we mourn the base of Megdash. Right, but that's that. That's a building. What well, what are the implications? What is the what is the point of that building, that structure? If I ask you who really died, the answer, if you think about it, is really Klal Yisrael, or so it should have been. Klal Yisrael was the prospective mace, the individual or individuals that should have died, but we didn't. Right, we know from the Midrash Tehillim on. Tehillim Ayin Tess, Pasuk Aleph 79.1, where the Medrash tells us that Hashem took out his wrath on sticks and stones. Right? In this case, sticks and stones, I guess we could say they will save my bones. But it was only our words that actually caused harm. The words that we spoke at the Chetam Eraglim, the words of Sinaschinim that we continue to speak. But Lamaisa, who was supposed to die on Tishabov? The answer is Klal Yisrael. We were supposed to die. So then, who is mourning? If Klal Yisrael is supposed to be the one that's dead, but instead, a Beis HaMikdash was taken as collateral. Meaning Klal Yisrael is still alive. 
But for all intents and purposes, like Yosef at Sadik, we were the mace, the perspective mace. But there's no Nechama. No Nechama for who? Who is the one that's mourning? Right? Who's the one that's crying, sitting like an almana? It's Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is the one that is mourning, and Yerushalayim is the one that's not experiencing Nechama. Yerushalayim is the wife, as it were. And the, and the, the Megillah tells us, Ki Almana, which Rashi explains, why is it like an Almana, like a widow? Because she's not really a widow. Her husband has traveled abroad. He will return, but he's been gone for so long that she feels Ki Almana. And that's why there's no Menachem, there's no Nikum, because the Galus is still going on. In fact, Klai Israel is not dead. That's why Yerushalayim cannot stop mourning. And that's why we can't stop mourning. Yerushalayim can't stop mourning because, think about it, who are the mourners if Klai Israel Kavayachol, is dead? Then the mourners would be our spouse, in this case Yerushalayim. The mourner would be our father, the father who Kavayachol buried his child. We know that Klai Israel wasn't buried. But if we are the ones that are prospectively not alive right now, we are the interim mason, really the Beis Migdash is the interim mason on our behalf, then who is mourning besides for our spouse in Yerushalayim? But Avinu Shabbat Shemayim, the Shechinta Begalusa. The Shechina left Yerushalayim to a certain extent because the Shechina is in Galus too. Yerushalayim is left bereft without her husband and without her father, without a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So Kaddish Baruch Hu is mourning our loss. Yerushalayim is mourning our loss and the loss of the Shechina. But at the end of the day, we are actually still alive. And we should be mourning ourselves. Hashem traded us for the substitute. Like at the Akedah, the ram was slaughtered in our place. Or like in the case of Yosef, when Yaakov thought that Yosef had been slaughtered, it was really a goat that was slaughtered in his place. So now for us, the Mikdash, the Makam of Karbanos, the Karbanos, like all Karbanos were taken in our place, as the Ramban says. So if that's true, if we're really still alive, then why actually are we mourning? Right? Maybe maybe we should say it's a Yom Tov. Right? That's what the, 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 the Gemara says about this Mizmar of Tehillim, Ayin Test 79. Why is it called the Mizmar? It should be called the Kina. But it's not called the Kina. Why? Because at the end of the day, we survived. Maybe we should treat it like a Yom Tov. So why do we mourn today? Why should we be mourning if, after all, we're alive? And the answer, I think, is that when it came to Avraham at the Akedah, Avraham didn't mourn Yitzchak because at the end of the day, Yitzchak wasn't taken from him. And look at Yaakov Avinu. When Yaakov mourned, he mourned because Yosef Lemaisa was taken from him with no foreseeable return. Yosef was still alive. And what happened when Yosef didn't mourn, the Medrash tells us, when he curled his hair in Gullus? Yosef went to Gullus, the one who was prospectively dead. And what happened when Yosef was in Gullus but he didn't mourn? Gullus had to send him constant reminders that he was there. You're curling your hair in your father's mourning. You're enjoying your gullus. You're enjoying your luxuries, your house, your cars, your whatever it may be, your sports, your technology. You're 
enjoying all of that while your father is mourning? Do you need reminders that you're in Golas, that your father's bereft of you, that your spouse is bereft of you, that your Shalayim is waiting for her children to come back home? You need reminders? That's why we mourn. We mourn ourselves because there is someone mourning for us. Even if we don't care enough to mourn for ourselves, there is someone who is still mourning for us. That's why we fast and mourn. Tainus on the one hand, Piranus on the one hand, Avelis on the other. Because it's still going on. All the laws of Avelis that we have, my Rebbe of Yenison Sachs points out the parallel based on the Rambam. If you look really closely, the Nihuge Avelos are derived from none, from none other than the Mitzorah, who is also Yeshev Badad, just like Yerushalayim, Yeshva Badad. The Mitzorah is Michutz and he's Yeshev Badad. He sits by himself and he meditates, but he also mourns. The Nihuge Avelos are derived from Mitzorah. The, in fact, the Nihuge Avelos, which might only be Darabanan, are derived from the original construct of Mitzorah which is the Arisa, the Mitzorah who committed Sinas Chinam, the Mitzorah who went away from the Dark Hashem, from the Ratzonat Torah. Who is the Mitzorah mourning? The answer is the Mitzorah is mourning himself. He's mourning himself because he walked away from society. He isolated himself. He, as it were, Kaviachal, killed himself off from society, and he earned himself Golas. And then he's going to come back, he's going to bring a carbon. But in the meantime, he is the one that's in Golis. And he mourns himself. Because really, the Mitzorah should have died. Right? That, that's what Golis is. Like a Mitzorah, we mourn ourselves, our own living death. That's what Golis is. It is living death, even if we are enjoying it. We're alive, but we're not. And there's no Nechama for that. There's no Nechama for that until our Father gets to see us again. Until we get to see our Father again. So we get to be reunited with our spouse. When children are reunited with parents, that's where we are now, still in Gullus. We have Tishabav so that we can remember, like Yosef who had to experience Gullus upon Gullus, so that he can realize that he's there for some apparent reason. We don't even know. We don't know why. And we don't perhaps have to answer that question right now. But what we do have to realize is that we are in a state of perpetual galus, a state of avelus beli nechama, avelus with tainus, with looming peronius because it's not over, looming peronius because Hashem is not reunited with us, because we are not reunited with Hashem, because we're not reunited with Yerushalayim, the land that Hashem has given us. That's what it means to be in the state of galus. We should be zocha to have the reversal, the only time that Nechama can truly be appreciated, that we can have a reconsideration of what we're going through. The time that we can be comforted only comes with closure. We daven that that closure should not be the form, should not take the form of actual death, Rahman al-Itzlan. It should be the reversal of the reality, where we do, in fact, reunite with Hashem, like we say at the end of Megillah Secha, Hashivinu Hashem Elecha Vinashuva. We should be Zoha to go into Tishabov in a meaningful way. It should be the final of its kind. We should have the reversal of the reality that we are in now. That the Gullus should end, the living death should end, the living hell should end, and we should be reunited with Hashem, Ezra Hashem, with the coming of the Ka'ula, Mashiach Tukainab Mahirbi Mainak.